Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. We're going to look at a lot of scripture in the book of John chapter 6. We're going to start out with a couple of key verses. Verse number 35, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. It's repeated in verse 48, I am that bread of life. This is the first of the seven I am statements of Christ in the book of John. As we look at the book of John, we need to remember that Matthew introduced us to the king. Mark presented the servant. Luke shows us the sympathetic son of man. But John gives us Christ, the son of God, to both the Jew and the Gentile. In Exodus 3.14, the Bible says, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. John wrote his book to present to us the I am that I am. It starts out in verse number one, chapter one of John. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus Christ is the word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is God incarnate. He is God in person. He is just as much God as he is man. He's the very one he was in the beginning before the earth was created, he was there. He was the one that spoke the world into his existence. And John writes his book to prove that this is God made flesh. This is God walking on the earth. And there's a lot of people today, our first point, there's a lot of people searching. And as you look through this book, you'll see some people that were searching. Verse 25, and when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou? They weathered the storm and they come across. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. These people were seeking God, not for a savior. They weren't seeking spiritual food. They were seeking food from above. They were seeking food for their physical body. Jesus had provided five loaves and two fishes to meet their physical needs in verses 1 through 15. And here they are. They decided to go through the storm to follow him, to seek more food, to seek stuff that they could relate to, that they could have here. They weren't looking ahead as Jesus was preaching ahead to what he had. They didn't realize quite what he had. And there's a lot of people today, they're falling in the trap of preachers that preach and people that say, if you follow Christ, he will bless you here you will if you do this you do that you will be blessed abundantly but john 16 says these things have i spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world god never promised us that it would be easy to be a christian it's never going to be easy there's going to be problems there's going to be trials there's going to be persecution if you serve god but i want you to know that i'd rather serve god i'd rather be on god's side i'd rather have him and have the peace that comes with knowing he's overcome the world knowing that he's going to take care of me that he's going to watch for me he's going to feel the emptiness in my heart and in my soul everywhere people are searching they're searching for something that's temporary but praise god i've got something that's eternal i've got something that will last i've got something that has some substance he said that he was the bread of life in verse number 35. The second point, the substance. He is the bread of God. He come 
from God. He come from heaven. They mentioned the manna. They're asking for the manna that was come down. It was given to Moses. He has to remind them. If you look through that, he says in verse 31, our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father give you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. He had come down from heaven. He had come from God. A lot of times we'll look at somebody and we'll say, well, they helped me. Or you'll hear somebody say, they saved me. Hey, no, no, no. It was God that did the saving. It is God that gave eternal life. It was God that sent His Son to die on an old rugged cross to pay the price for our sins. Let's never forget, it's not the pastor, it's not the preacher, it's not some evangelist that is the substance of our faith. It is God. He is the substance of our faith. I don't know about you. Whenever I eat, I like to have meat. But back in this time period, bread was the main course. Bread was an important thing. A lot of people, they couldn't afford meat. A lot of people were poor. A lot of other countries today, a lot of times, bread is the substance. It is the main part of the meal. And that is the point that Jesus was making here. He is the substance of our salvation. We need to remember as Christians, as we go to church, that He is the substance of our worship. He is the substance of our church. But not only that, He is the substance of our life. He is the substance of our family. He is the substance of our marriage. You want to see your marriage prosper? You want to see your marriage do well? Don't put your spouse first. Put Christ first. Put Him ahead of everything. You want to see your family, you want to see your children come to God, get saved at an early age, put Him first, put Christ first, because I promise you, your children will know what's first in your life. They'll know whether God's first or whether the worldly pleasures and the things of the world, the relaxations, the things, some things it's not even bad. It's okay for us to enjoy life. I believe God wants us to, but He wants to be first. He wants to be the substance. He wants to be first in our church. Remember that manna that fell? It come from heaven. It didn't come by Moses' hand. It come from heaven. We need to get back to looking for God to move, for looking to the Holy Spirit to move and to work in our church, in our life, in our daily life, in our prayer life, in our reading, in our studying the Word of God. We need to get back to making Christ the substance of our life. We see in verse number 36, we see the star. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. There's people all over the world today. They're seeking something. They're spiritually dead. They're starving and they're seeking something. We have a Savior. We have the Word of God. We have the Gospel, but they won't accept it. They reject Him and they are starving to death. But the sad part is, is we have Christians that are starving. We have people that have saved, that have accepted Christ, but they don't carry their Bible. They don't read it and study it in between church. They don't pray. They just punch in their time card on Sunday morning. They go about their life. They carry God around as the saying goes, like a spare tire. They just pull him out whenever they need him, whenever they have a flat, an emergency, when somebody goes to the hospital and they're starving to death spiritually. They're not living a victorious 
the life in Christ, I want to ask you, what if we hungered for spiritual food as we do physical food? I don't know anybody that doesn't like to eat. I don't know anybody that doesn't like to go out to eat after church or go out to have a good meal. But what if we hungered for the Word of God? What if we hungered for a word from heaven as much as we hunger for that meal? What if we hungered and thought about, imagine the baker, the baker that would be in the middle of his breads, his cakes, and his pies. Do you realize if he didn't eat any of them, he'd still starve to death? Here we are in a America, we're rich. We've got God's word. We've got so much access. We've got churches everywhere, but we're spiritually starving to death because we won't go and eat. We might even be sitting on a church pew, but we don't come ready to be fed. We don't come hungry. We don't come ready to eat at God's table. Lord, help us. We've got some starving Christians. I want you to see the sacrifice in verse number 51. Jesus said, I am the living bread which come down from heaven. If any man eat this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews, therefore, they strove among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood have eternal life, and I will raise him And the last day, what he's speaking of is the cross where he poured out his body. He poured out his blood for us. He paid the price that I could not pay. He paid the debt that I owed. It should have been me on the cross. It should have been you on that cross. On your best day, you've not been holy enough. On your best day, you've not been righteous enough. We've not been holy enough. There's no way we can ever earn it. It's not of my works, lest any man should boast. The Bible says my righteousness is his filthy rags, but Christ poured himself out. He gave everything he had. He gave his body, his blood. He gave his life on the cross of Calvary so I could be saved, so I could trust in him. He didn't do that so he could, so I could be an occasional Christian. He did that so I could trust in him and know I had eternal life. And so I could cling to him, so I could seek the safety, the safety and the security in him. Look at verse number 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all of which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again. And the last day, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at that last day. I'm glad that we are sealed until the day of redemption. I am glad we are protected. We just seen the people, we seen the disciples that had come through a storm, and Jesus had protected them. In verse number 16 through 24, he protected them. I can't help but think this past weekend I got to go to the coast of Florida. I got to spend some time with some fa- with my family. I had my little little boy there, my not even two years old, and I took him out to see the ocean. I let him dip his feet in, and the waves they were crashing, they were tough, they were scary, and I picked him back up out of that water, and he clung to me. He clung to me. He wasn't scared. He wasn't crying. He he was concerned about the waves. He knew that he couldn't stand there on his own. He knew that he couldn't 
with stand aways, but he knew as long as he was in dad's arms, he knew he was safe. He knew he was protected. He clung to me tightly. He wouldn't let go. And he knew I was holding on to him and he wasn't worried. And we too as Christians, if we cling to the Savior, if we cling to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we hold on to him, there is a safety and security knowing we are in his will. We are in his arms. We are protected by him. It don't matter what the world may do, what may come against us. This world, they panic. They go into panic anytime there's talk of a war, anytime there's a conflict, anytime there's a new strand of disease that comes up. People that don't know Jesus, they go into a panic. But thank God. Thank God he is redeemed. His that are saved, they know that he should lose nothing. They know, we know that he will, we will not lose. He will not lose one. Once you're saved, you can trust. You can know that it's not of your works. It's of the work that he did on the cross. And he will hold you. He will protect you. He's got you. You're safe no matter what storm comes up. He's the very substance of of our life he's the very he should be the focus of our life and he's the safety he's the security he's how we can weather the storm and know that we'll make it safely to the other side we'll make it safely to the other side because we've got our savior just like my little boy he he was not willing to let go he was not worried as long as dad had him he knew he was okay and i'm glad i can know as long as my savior as long as my Savior's got me, and He promises that He will hold me until the end of the world, that He would lose nothing. He promised me that. I can know I'm safe. I can know I'm secure. I know that I go to heaven whenever I breathe my life's breath or go into rapture. Praise God. Let's make Him the substance of our life. Let's cling to Him. Let's go. Let's be ready to feast on God's word and the blessed manna that he has for us. God bless.